Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now. Enjoy. Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcasts, Season 4. And Happy New Year, Happy 2023. Season 4 launches at the beginning of 2023 and I'm so excited to share with you my new newsletter, The Curious Natural Philosopher, uh, my musings on various new topics and lots of fun new things. I'm going to start with none other than Avatar The Way of Water. Not because it's popular, but because I happen to have pulled out many themes that I think are very, very, very interesting. And I looked back and thought, that was a really interesting parallel. That was a really interesting insight. That was a really interesting metaphor. There's so much going on here. It's actually amazing. And um, I'm not even a movie person. (laughs) But when I find this intersection of topics that is fascinating, um, I can't help but share these thoughts. Now, you might have already seen it. There's going to be a lot of spoilers, so bear that in mind. Okay, there are five different themes that I have found that all relate to some biological part of the movie, and each of them has a number of uh, items uh, or questions that that it inspires now uh, for anyone that's seen the the trailer it is no secret that it, you know the environmental theme is absolutely huge huge theme so that's a given but hopefully some of these things that i've uh, noticed are a little bit more niche and especially um through the eye of a biologist, through the eye of someone who um, is so passionate about this, um, which fits the description of me. <laughs> so I'm very, very pleased, to, very pleased to go through this. Um, okay, so let's dive straight in. One of the most powerful, well, there were so many powerful ones, but one of the most powerful um little lines in the movie was in the scene where uh the scientists are extracting this golden substance from what seems like the brain of um the whale-like animal and the line is this stuff is got to be worth um 80 million the guy sort of stroking the cylinder. It's not that big. It's kind of, you know, fist width cylinder. Um, maybe, maybe like a liter of this substance. He's sort of polishing it, cleaning it as this substance is is draining into the cylinder. And he says, "Yeah, this this is probably eighty million." So casually, and then he says, "Well, we just found out that it just happens to." to stop human aging. I kid you not. (laughs) I just heard a weird rumbling sound in the background and I turned around. I'm like, who is here? And I look over at this fence that is three meters in front of me. And this squirrel with a giant nut is just staring at me frozen. I thought I need to take a picture of this. 
and I was going to pause my recording, but then obviously I looked again and it was gone. <laughs> I'm being distracted by way too many interesting things going on all at once. Um, and then he says, it just happens to slow down human aging. Now, the first thing that came to mind is this substance, this mystery oil. If you've taken fish oil supplements, omega-3, whatever, you know that that's what they look like. It's kind of some formulations. They're just like a golden, viscous oil. And it looks very much like that. A lot of people take it precisely for, you know, brain-related things. Uh, I'm not sure it stops aging, <laughs> but it does some sort of powerful things. And it also mentions the the fact that this oil is derived from their brains and their brains are extremely, extremely advanced. He says, you know, they can do maths, they can do art, they can do philosophy, you know, they, all of these areas of human, human intelligence, human accomplishment, human endeavor, they've got covered and then some. They are way smarter. They can do anything. And through their intelligence, through their superior intelligence, and this is from a separate scene, it's mentioned that they have um, concluded that killing is wrong and that killing causes more killing and it's a silly thing that doesn't make sense in the bigger scheme of things. I had a little bit of an issue with that angle, especially in the scene where they are hunting this animal who also has a young calf. You know, they shoot this tag into its skin to track it and then they find it. They try to take it down, essentially. They try to attack it, to hurt it, to disable it, to kill it. And it's an extremely detailed, extremely excruciating scene precisely because this animal, this whale-like animal won't fight back it's, it is protecting her calf underneath but not doing anything aggressive to retaliate and in the context of that I thought it was bizarre to have this species or this um, individual who will not protect themselves in, 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 a, in an aggressive way, um, but particularly their calf. Because I think one of the most obvious things across all species and one of the most you know, one of the highlights of, of biological behavior is aggression. And aggression doesn't necessarily have a value or an intent. Another big theme is, is the subjectivity of that violence, the subjectivity of what we choose to stand for, what we choose to live for, and what we choose to die for, or what we have no choice, <laughs> as the case may be. So, in my opinion, it's, you know, to me, I think, you know, one of the most natural things is to be aggressive, especially um, as a mother, one of the most natural things is to be aggressive 
um, in a defensive way, you know, clearly justifiable. But the most natural thing is to be prepared to show any aggression necessary. Yes, sometimes that also involves sacrificing yourself. And that is kind of the ultimate compromise in some situations where you don't have any other choice. But certainly leading up to that, um, there is no limit to the amount of aggression that you are willing to deploy. And again, that makes a lot of sense. So I think the theme of um, here is a mother whale uh, with a calf who believes it is the right thing to do to not retaliate or be aggressive. That seemed quite off. What I was going to say, it's come back to me now, is that it's it's almost implying that when humans go out there and kill things, possibly some of these more intelligent species are allowing humans to do that because they understand that humans are less intelligent and they just haven't realised that violence is a bad idea. But I'm inclined to say that the reality is that they're not in a position to do something about it. A lot of the time, humans specifically overpower various environments. It's not that they are, you know, letting humans hurt them. It's that they have no choice but to take the consequences of humans' actions. The A-Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the alevelbiologist.co.uk, a high school biology resource with over one million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Visit the alevelbiologist.co.uk today. For the second part, it's actually a related theme. I think the, the theme of violence killing death is so, so prominent and I think beautifully done. There are, you know, it's not one of those basic, here are the bad guys, they kill people. <laughs> the layers are are very, very, very highly appreciated, especially from my point of view as a biologist to really understand the function of death and the function of killing and the function of protection and the function of aggression in different contexts is such an interesting and rich theme to really delve into. So the theme of killing and justified killing is very strong. I already mentioned the highly dramatised scene of the whale with a calf being hunted down and killed, especially in in the end where, you know, the mother has died after a really drawn out, such an unnecessary, pointless confrontation. And then the calf just looks to his mum, realises that she's gone, realises that he's alone now. And it's just one of the, the most excruciating, emotional scenes that you can have and it doesn't dwell on it <laughs> that's what makes it so powerful it it shows it shows the struggle and the death the aftermath of the calf realizing okay I'm alone now and then he moves on 
and you know there's more to it, you know this, <laughs> this, this, this will define this calf's whole life, and then some, and it just moves on, and I think that that's, you know, so excruciating. So on one hand, you have these highly drawn out, excruciating scenes, but on the other hand, you have the opposite, very unemotional, not emphasised, not negative, not painful scenes where death is still occurring. There is a scene where the, the whale is, is gulping hundreds of little fish, where death is simply mundane. And there are scenes where it is highly, highly dramatised, even though it is still the death of an individual. There's also the scenes of the kids being in danger. There's the scene of the first son being killed. And it's just a question of which deaths do we dramatise? When do we attribute meaning to death? to our death, to certain deaths, but also the meaning of death itself. One death is a tragedy, while another death is a celebration. One death is natural, while another death is unnecessary. So in the end, I was left with a very ambivalent feeling. The power of subjectivity and how skillfully the artists conveyed that through the many stories crammed into the movie. Simply emphasising the difficulty of understanding our motivations and emotional logic. Right, let's move on to another big fascinating theme, and that is the theme of Still death. <laughs> um, I would I would say that is um, such an overarching theme, and again, so much drama revolved around whether certain people eventually die. Yet the world itself was characterized by immortality. The fish oil was found to undo human aging, so it became extremely valuable, and. What was the meaning of death if one could re-upload themselves into a fresh body? Was life and death just a vehicle of battling principles, values and truths, rather than the simple instinct of survival? Is there a difference between physical and spiritual survival? Are we willing to transact one for the other? And does that battle ever end? And this is a reference to the scene where, you know, this guy is watching the video. Please forgive my lack of names and things. I, I, I don't remember the names. I just remember the characters. Um, the first movie was such a long time ago. And again, I'm not a movie person. So please forgive my complete ignorance of the actual names <laughs> of these characters. <laughs> But the general army guy, who's um, obviously he's a human, he's watching the video of his human self, 
um, after being transplanted into his um, his Navi body. And throughout the movie, you can see that he isn't quite connected to his previous self. In the scene with his son, he actually says, "We're not even the same species." So he actually kind of sees himself as Navi because that's what he's now. And even though we assume that our mind is going to be loyal and attached to our past or to our original self or to our first body, it's not. It's whatever it is in real time at present. And this guy, you know, his mind has been reborn as a different species. So he's struggling to really know where his loyalties lie, and the scene where he crushes the skull of his human self, his past self, is very powerful. He wants to let go of that and allow that death to count, so that a new life may begin. His. And you'd expect him to find the skull and really protect it and cherish it and preserve it and and really want it to be immortal in some way, but sometimes the immortality lies in being able to keep going past those things that should be allowed to stay where they were and not be dragged. Into the future that is a new time. At which point do you simply become the new body without the mind staying separate? Which elements are we actually immortalizing? And what is the role of death in that process? Th- those themes are so powerful and so beautiful. And from a technological point of view, certainly from a futuristic point of view, the themes are absolutely fascinating. But these were the main points that I saw from a biological point of view: the, the meaning of death, the process of violence, and and how life survives, and how life thrives, and how life moves through these elements. Bodies, spirits, values, truths, identities, and what we're left with, and what we want to continue with, and what we're willing to leave behind—a beautiful narration, a beautiful thread weaved through these stories and these characters. So rich in life, and so rich in biology, and not simplistic, but frustratingly, but realistically ambivalent. How painful! Violence is, and yet how life-giving! How much we want to live, but how strongly we're prepared to die, just in the right situation, just when faced with a compelling truth, a meaningful value, an authentic spirit. That prevails when we decide it doesn't matter what our body is. It doesn't matter what the past is. 
It doesn't matter what we've become. And that line, when the mind is warping around the body and around its environment and becoming something else. And how do you keep track of yourself? And can you see, when looking back, how you've changed? And is it okay that you've changed? That if you were to be any of these characters of any age, of any species, in any of these situations, that that element that is alive within you and that makes you a living thing is connected to all other things. And that experience is why you feel alive and why you feel like you want to be alive. Needless to say, there were many other themes. In fact, this was the final one that I'll touch on. There was a very strong focus on alternative healing. There are special abilities in conjunction with epilepsy in one of the scenes. A sensitive connection with others and the unseen. The helicopter doctors being pushed away by someone doing something that looks like acupuncture and some spirit-related breathing rituals. And that is also related to the fact that we're all connect interconnected. And the mystery of our minds and our bodies, how they actually work, how meaning changes things, feelings change reality. And I think a lot of us have struggled with these themes, certainly in a medical context, in a well-being context, in a mental health context, um, and the richness, the richness of what, of what there is. So um, there are, I'm actually just mesmerized by the breadth of topics. It was a little bit overwhelming, actually, because there was so much to digest and I was actively looking for these themes. I was actively searching for these contexts, subtexts, explanations, meanings and they're quite beautiful. I think especially for people who who have experienced this, it, it's powerful, very powerful. And beyond these meanings which I find fascinating, the the movie itself was um, was enjoyable. It was it was an enjoyable way of discovering and exploring these themes. So that instead of thinking this happened to me or this is a problem, you're allowing it to exist in a separate way so that you can look at it and really see it and understand it. And, and, and it's done that for me. It has enriched my understanding of how violence works, what death is. These questions that we will still not be answering <laughs> definitively, but just playing with those ideas has been an absolute pleasure. So I highly recommend it and for anyone 
professionally involved with any of these themes, it is so rewarding to see their power and their meaning to the general public and to to anyone and everyone and making it so relatable because ultimately what that does is it connects us and it connects us thoroughly across so many different experiences. I think that is one of the functions of art and one of the functions of film. And this has done that beautifully. I look forward to continuing many conversations on many topics in season four of the A-Level Biologist podcasts. And I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Hey, it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did ya? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.